me to do. Your Lordship Bishop Paul Semogirere, Monsignor Kauta, the Secretary General, the National Coordinator and the Chaplain, all of you leaders of the youth and all of you brothers and sisters as we have gathered here together. Being the last person to speak, you may have very few things to say. And I'm one of those who don't like it to repeat what other people have said. Uh, like you say, like my brother was saying, I'm saying the same. And yet he raised his hand, he wanted to say a new point. Um, um, so if I don't repeat what has been said, that's the kind of policy I follow. So my first word will be thanks. I'll have another word on the theme and conclude later on. I would like to thank the Bishop Samuel Gerere, the chairman of the commission, for working with the organizing team to realize this year's conference in the form we have seen it. Thank you very much uh, and your speech and the communication you have uh, given us, especially for next year. We pray that uh, things improve and next year we travel to Sorotin. Thank you very much, uh, Monsignor Kawuta, as it has been mentioned to us, for assisting the youth to realize this meeting. Dear delegates, thank you for coming. Thank you for um, making it to this farm, especially I'm referring to those who have traveled far from the extreme corners of the country. Thank you very much and your participation. I would like to thank all those who have facilitated uh, this youth conference while we were at B was it at Bina? Uh, thank you very much. I, will, I thank you for the gifts you have given to me here after Mass. Thank you and I do appreciate. I would like to thank Mr. Ojok for the book he has uh, given to me. I assure you I will read it. Thank you for that um, initiative. I have been asked to be the guest of honor, but if you knew the journey I have traveled to, to reach that far being chair, um, guest of honor, at the beginning I was given the full program as how it would be. And I was asked to write to the guest of honor who later on could not make it because he was uh, in the northern part of the country and he could not make it. And from there he is now in the western part of the country. So that was not possible. Then someone else was proposed who also um, could not make it um, this week. And then uh, a few days ago, I was told, when I say few, it is not more than three, um, that I would be the guest of honor. Yet for me, I had prepared myself to preach, because that from the very beginning, I had been asked to preside over the Mass. 
So thank you for this uh, honor given to me, and I want to present the few words a few minutes later in that spirit. But before that, I convey greetings from the Uganda Episcopal Conference, the bishops of the, different, of the 19 dioceses in Uganda. They greet you and they wish you well. They thank you for the work you do in our different dioceses. Thank you. Thank you very much. That is said, let me also say, because I came from somewhere, that I convey greetings from the diocese of Chindamitiana, where I live. I sleep and eat. <laughs> greetings from that diocese and uh, the youth there also are active and uh, do appreciate the coordination between the national team and the diocese. Still at Chindamitiana, I did not come alone. Let me introduce whom you mentioned before, calling her the only sister. Well, she's not, that's not her name. She's uh, called Sister Lucy Nakamanya, sister of the congregation of the Sisters of Immaculate Reparatrics, Gogonya. And as you have heard, uh, today is her patron saint's day, Lucy. There is Mr. Ronald Semakula, uh, who is my driver. He's, uh, I'm mentioning him because he had sacrificed some of his services because he's a catechist. He has a sub-parish. Uh, but when I'm uh, traveling like this, coming to honorable people like uh, the youth, uh, he asked her to, to delegate, and uh, it was done. He's called Ronald Semakula. Um, I want to speak not the theme the theme I tried to um, tackle it in the homily but as it is also indicated here in your outline it is what you called a sub theme am I my brother's keeper so in the words for me I want to share with you during this short moment I want to limit myself to that Am I my brother's keeper? Dear sisters, don't get angry. It is not singular, but we are quoting it as it is in the Bible. Um, the other theme, young man, I set you arise. The diocese of Chindamitiana already celebrated this theme. Some of you who are members of Caritas, Caritas uh, Uganda every year a week before Palm Sunday they call it the Caritas week and uh, it is celebrated in the different dioceses so 2018 uh, it was our turn and we Chindamitiana chose that theme uh, it was young man take up your, man, your mat uh, and they move that's how we put it. It has helped us a lot during that week with the rest of the dioceses when we congregated at Mitiana. But even after the national team of Caritas left, this theme has been implemented in the different sectors of Caritas in the diocese. So that's why I'm not handling that one. I'm going to 
Am I my brother's keeper? This uh, statement, as you know, from Genesis chapter 4, verse 9, uh, depicts what happened between Cain and his brother Abel. Cain clobbered his brother Abel and killed him, thinking that there had been two, and since the second was dead, he thought nobody was seeing him. Then God called him, Cain, Cain, where is your brother? And then Cain answered God, Am I my brother's keeper? That theme or statement helps us to live uh, Christian, as Christians. It helps us to live as Christians. Here, I'm calling upon you as the youth that this statement ring always a bell in your mind or head in all difficult circumstances but also in your mission as a Christian. Am I my brother's keeper? You cannot answer this question well if you don't know your identity. The key word here is identity. It is like in the gospel today, those who are sent by the priests and the, and the Pharisees were asking um, John the Baptist, Who are you? Let us always ask ourselves, in order to answer that question well, know who we are. That I am a Christian, baptized person. If you are married, yes, you are a married man or woman. Those should help you to answer the question. I am a priest, I am a bishop. You will be able to live or to answer that question very well. And then announce the good news. This question leads us to witness as Christians or Catholics in the world. Now what are you talking about? Know your religion, know your faith. Dig deep in the knowledge of your faith. It is sometimes shocking to find a Catholic who does not know the meaning of what the church is doing and yet it is known by a non-Catholic make an effort to know your religion and your faith and in this way you will be able to announce the news if you find that the content of your faith or religion is an obstacle then how will you announce the, how will you announce the good news? And if you don't, who will do it? Um, sometimes I think you have seen some weaknesses on, on, in the church sometimes. People tend to leave the details of our faith to other people. Some people say, I know that is for the clergy. That is for the religious. Dear brothers and sisters, acquaint yourself with the structures, the terms, the language of the church so that you feel more and more that you live within the church. Don't allow yourself to be ignorant of what you believe. Do not allow yourself
to be ignorant of what you believe. Don't be shy about your faith. Sometimes we talk of what is canonical law, the laws of the church. Again, in the old days, before 1983, canonical law was in Latin. But from 1983, Pope John Paul II Saint now ordered to translate that new version of the canon law. It is a bigger book like this. Now, think, uh, documents like that, uh, they are like a dictionaries. A dictionary is very voluminous. You don't read a, 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 a dictionary from page one to the cover. You use it when there is a point that you need it to expound. The same with the, the code of canon law. You may read the whole book, fine, but go to the table of contents and you, you find um, areas of concern that will help you to expound the knowledge, your knowledge of your faith. In the being brother to my brother or to my sister, let there be no backbiting. Let us help one another. Help a brother or a sister in a crisis to settle properly in the church. This especially you may find it among the youth. I've been making pastoral visits in my diocese. But in many places you go people mention to you that um, some of our people have left the church. Some of the young people have left the church. But I always ask, why? I'm only one as a bishop in the diocese. But you are thousands and thousands of Catholics. For you, what have you done to bring that brother or sister back to the church? Now, as young people, young help our brother uh, our young brothers and sisters whom you see they are, they are in a crisis to bring them back to the church some of them I have talked to some some, some of them they are not big issues maybe he was annoyed by a certain priest what he said but the church is not, is not, that, not that only priest if you are angry with one but they are still 99 out of 100. What about that 99? Some are, are, are I'm sharing. I'm not giving this, but I'm sharing. I've had sometimes Christians say, for me, I no longer go to church. I have no new clothes to take to church. How many cassocks did Jesus buy for himself? Or do we hear anywhere Jesus going shopping for a new, a new cassock? But that person needs to be just helped. People in the church, they are very proud. I don't want to go to the church. To church. You know, sometimes they are tiny, gritty things and they make people move away. As young people make it, um, may, may I call it uh, as a, a mission to help our brothers and sisters not to leave the church, but to settle properly in the church. Identity still. Who are you? They asked um, John, the, 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 the Baptist. Even today I may ask you, who are you, the youth? Um, I don't want to add. I'm not changing, but I want to add. 
there is a generally we say when we people talk about you they say uh, the church of tomorrow that you are the youth church of tomorrow I'm not saying I'm changing that but I want to add for me I want to say that the youth you are the church of today the youth you are the church of today because if we wait for what is said that the church you the church of tomorrow when that tomorrow comes then he will be old let me give an example personally I lived I exploited I benefited my years when I was still very young and I was in most of the youth organizations in my home parish as a seminarian but I was mixing with the other youth from the different schools our, our group was known in the parish and we could do quite a lot as youth in my home parish when I came here to Gaba as a seminarian I joined the national team joined, I was uh, chosen to be on the national team and I'm one of those the youth who worked hard in the celebration of the centenary of the Catholic faith in Uganda and many of those are uh, doctors, some were studying in Makerere and others uh, they became doctors and so on now, that was my youth of the, at, at that time if you are to wait for me uh, to the, the church of tomorrow tomorrow is today and I am a bishop can you say now that please you are now the youth yes I am with the youth but you can mention to me I reflect back what I did when I was a young man and I did well I'm not marking myself but I'm saying what happened so please the youth be active today in your church there is no different church building when we put up, this is in Zambia Parish there is no Shamba Parish for the old and in Zambia Parish for the youth you are all in the same parish and the question would be what is the role of the youth in Insambia Parish? And so on and so forth. So please um, use your being a Christian today and don't wait until tomorrow. Of course, I'm not saying that chase away people who are there. That They say when, when you go back today, don't declare yourself the head, the head of the... Uh, you don't call yourself the, the, the Sabbath Christu, the head of the, the Christians in that parish saying that now you know I was there and they have been empowered no that would be wrong empowerment <laughs> but I'm only saying that please participate in the church right now my third point is about the COVID-19 pandemic brothers and sisters it is real it exists and it kills and as we talk today, the death rate is increasing rapidly. Please don't live in the, the, that other theory which people are saying, oh, no, 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 it is a disease of the old people. That the young ones, because they are very dynamic and so on, so that, no. Young ones have also died of this disease. So, please, be brothers and sisters keeper to others, especially the youth, putting on masks, um, washing our hands with soap or sanitizer. At the beginning of the lockdown, if I may 
talk about Kampala. Uh, people had caught this and it was like a culture. But today, you don't see it. It, it, has, it, it, is dis, it has disappeared. In some shops here around, some, I don't say all, some, if there still exists anything of SOP, you may find there a bucket and it is only pure water. There is no soap. Now, that is not helpful. Now, you as a youth, be a brother to a fellow brother or a sister in this area. And so we shall be able to be um, helping one another. Um, we are soon moving to Christmas time. And I think in this country there is a kind of uh, tradition or culture or whatever you want to call it that people go. It's a, a conglomeration. It is almost an exodus. People move from, from town to the village. From town to the village. Uh, maybe even this time it may happen. Maybe it may happen. But I'm not really quoting, but I have heard this morning from the permanent secretary of the Ministry of Health, Dr. Twine, and she was saying, please don't make that practice. People in the city remain there, don't go to the villages. And those in the villages, please stay there. Otherwise, some in some places where we are still safe, people are going to bring the thing with them. Or if you are healthy here in town, you may catch it from the village. Because now it is everywhere. It is not only in towns, but it is everywhere, even in the villages. But if we keep on, keep on this conglomeration, um, we may face very, very hard times. And when people go there, it is not for two weeks. They go there on the 23rd, the 22nd, the 21st, and then they come, they drive back to on the 24th. Uh, sorry, 26th, 27th. Why don't we this year uh, restrict ourselves during those days to stay where we are? I'm not killing your party making, but I'm after protecting life. Am I my brother's keeper? That, I'm saying it in that spirit. And for us priests especially, some of you maybe have known, the Uganda Episcopal Conference we have produced a small booklet. It looks like this. Um, Uganda Episcopal Conference, liturgical guidelines on reopening of churches for communal worship. When the ministry or the president uh, reopened the churches, the Ministry of Health produced a pamphlet. But when you read that pamphlet, it does not talk about the celebrations in church X or church B. They don't tell people how to baptize or how to confirm or how to receive communion because some of those other people don't have those practices. So that's why we sat down and said, let us organize ourselves to reopen, how our churches will be opened and how the SOPs will be done in the, in the Catholic Church. So we produced enough copies for every priest in this country. And we have sent uh, these to every diocese. I'm sure every priest will receive a copy or have received a copy of this pamphlet. 
it guides us on our liturgical guidelines because we don't want our places of worship to become breeding centers of COVID-19. Because otherwise, if we just say, I know for us we are, we are all brothers, uh, brothers and sisters, and Christ cannot poison us, even if we are together, why don't we shake hands? My hands are holy, um, but uh, COVID is not holy. And uh, you don't know how it, it, it moves. So, please, uh, my brothers, the priests, let us follow this pamphlet and it helps us how to conduct, not because that we don't know how to, 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 to celebrate the different sacraments and the sacramentals, but it is to organize ourselves and do things well. My brothers and sisters, we all have challenges. We all have challenges in life uh, but I, I'm only pointing out the challenges we have as Christians and now especially you the youth many challenges today in the world are targeting the youth and my simple understanding is this because the youth are the majority in your report which you submitted to me it is indicated that 77% of the population in this country are the youth below 25 years old. That's a big number. So these people have chosen to target the youth, not the hereditary. It is very difficult to convince me change a principle I have been living for 30 years. It's very difficult to change me a practice which I've been living for 30 years. But for a young man, a young lady, 18 years old, people will come and say, do you do this in, the, in your church? Oh no, that is backwardness. It should be like this and that. Then there is this money. Some are bought. And it can easily be bought. You cannot buy me for me today to say that being a, a Catholic in the Catholic Church is wrong. I don't think so. But these challenges are there as Christians. So, brothers and sisters, embrace these challenges as a Christian. And I will mention only three points. There is what is known as the New World Order. I'm not giving the details. You know them. Be careful. Uh, embrace this challenge as a Christian not as a pagan secondly it is the reproductive health in the country today thirdly there is sexuality, sexuality education be it even sometimes called comprehensive uh, sexuality education and many, many, many other things. Globalization, etc. Please approach these uh, challenges as a Christian, not as a pagan, not as a non-believer. Suppose the one who is selling a certain product to you is a non-believer. Why should you continue taking on that kind of uh, behavior? 
So, dear brothers and sisters, if you um, adhere to some of these uh, um, advices, you will remain strong and remain standing. Lastly, I'm saying, concert your church leaders on different issues. Concert your church leaders. The offices in the diocese are open to you. The diocese at the Secretariat, uh, Uganda Episcopal Conference, are open to you. Concert your church leaders, and we shall be able to move together. Uh, I, I mentioned a point early on that acquaint yourself, yourself with what the church is. Acquaint yourself with the structures of the church. With the structures of the church. The structures of the church are not limited to, the, to priests here. Are not limited only to people working at the secretariat. You, you yourself get to know the structures in the church. One time I was impressed. I was going to a big office here in town. I made an appointment. Uh, the person in that office was a lady who was not, and she still is, she's not a Catholic. But she made a good consultation, I was told afterwards. That before uh, receiving me, a couple of days before, she was telling people, I'm going to receive a bishop from Metiana. Um, but you, don't, you know, I don't know these things. How do you, how do you address him? You know, how do you address him? Uh, what is his title? Um, when I'm talking, how should I compose myself? And you know, uh, the lady was, uh, we were in the church, we were in, in, in her office and she was uh, like a religious nun, whereas she's not. And they were wondering, how, how did this happen? She consulted the Catholics who know about those things in the church. One time I stopped, I was driving myself and I was alone and I found a roadblock. I stopped and uh, the policeman came as, if, as usual, they ask questions, ah, oh, where are you going? I said I was going to Mitiana. Oh, where do you live father? I said, um, I'm, I'm Mitiana itself. They, oh, I asked him, do you know Mitiana? I said, yes. Uh, whom do you know? Hey, I know a bishop there. I said, whom? Joseph. I said, which is Joseph? That's, I said, Joseph Mukwa. I said, no, that one who died. But I know his successor. He's also called Joseph. And he was talking to him. <laughs> so we talked and talked. As he told me, Father, go. Then I told him, today as you talk, you, you tell people that uh, today you saw a miracle that something happened without your notice and uh, you knew it after it had happened so goodbye I am the new bishop you are talking about <laughs> you say, hey, bishop stop and he was saying you know I just saw you in, in Rubaga there was a function but and this is what he said you know when you put on all those things you look different then I said, but what are those things? I educated him, educated him a little bit and said, there is a mitre, there is a skull cap. And then he, he, we became friends. Whenever I passed him on that road, I would only wave at him and he would answer. So back to us. Um, know, acquaint yourself with the structure of the church. 
Acquaint yourself with the terminologies of the church. Acquaint yourself with the language that we use in the church. Language I'm not talking of Latin or English or Uganda or Acholi, but the, uh, okay, we, we call this is, is, is a book. Is a book, uh, but this is a missile. And you know that it's a missile. The one where they are readings, it is a lectionary. Those are simple things. Simple things, as the youth, because if you want to be the church of tomorrow, but which is today, you should be knowledgeable. Brothers and sisters, thank you for listening to me. And I wish you Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and let us pray for peaceful elections. In the, in the was it a report, by the first person who spoke um, on behalf of the youth, uh, he called upon the Episcopal Conference to support um, the youth. A few weeks ago, I received a letter here in my office from you, uh, and you were saying that you see we shall not have the people who are invited, and we have a few things to do. And so you requested it to be helped with the budget as you indicated. I think if I'm not mistaken, we honored and, uh, your budget and I signed that check. So already that was the contribution of the Episcopal Conference to the youth for this particular gathering. Once again, I wish you Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we pray for peaceful